This is Casey Young, registered dietitian and certified personal trainer. I help women lose fat, get fit, and gain confidence. I am the host of the Inspire Fitness Podcast. I am super excited that you are here today and cannot wait to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back. It is Casey, and I am really looking forward today to talking with you about a topic that is a common problem among a lot of my clients, and it is sugar. Everybody loves sugar, right? (laughs) So let's talk about sugar and how we can maybe keep our sugar cravings in control somewhat, uh, because when we do, we're going to have a little bit easier of a time managing our weight or sticking to our fat loss goals a little bit easier. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about sugar, because there's different types of sugar in our diet. So real briefly, I want to just differentiate between sugars and added sugars in our diet. So first and foremost, you will find sugars in their natural state in some foods, particularly fruits and dairy products. All right. So these are the naturally occurring sugars in our foods that are not so harmful. All right. These are some of the Uh, healthier sugars that you will find naturally occurring. And they typically are found in some of the foods that we consider to be more nutritious, more healthier. They also are more nutrient dense. So when we consume fruit, we're also consuming a variety of vitamins, maybe minerals, some fiber. So there's a lot of nutrients that are found in these foods that yes, fruits contain sugar, Uh, but they also contain a variety of other nutrients. And the sugars that occur in the fruits are naturally occurring. And your body is going to respond to those sugars differently than it would uh, respond to sugars that are added to the foods that you may be consuming, okay? So dairy and fruit contain naturally occurring sugars And these are the sugars that are just found naturally in these foods. So if you pick up a gallon of milk and you flip over and look at the the nutrient label, you're going to see sugars and it's going to say, you know, maybe eight grams of sugar, but it will also say zero grams of added sugar. So we really want to start to look at the food label and pay close attention to sugars and added sugars and the difference between that. All right. Added sugars are the ones that we want to start to pay a little bit closer to attention to and take note of and really try to minimize in our diet. All right. The sugars that are found in dairy naturally occurring. This this is the lactose. This is the naturally occurring lactose that is in the milk and not so harmful. All right. Now, if it's chocolate milk, you will see there are going to be some grams of added sugar and that's going to, you know, your body's going to respond a little bit differently to that added sugar. Same thing with fruit, naturally occurring, not a problem. Now, if we grab a bag of strawberries out of the freezer section, and we look and it says, you know, added sugars are 12, because they're adding actual sugar, uh, you know, added sugars to it, that's a little bit different story. But the naturally occurring sugars, not a problem at all. So I wanted to start off the talk by differentiating. And it's really important to make sure you're looking at that food label and determining whether it's naturally occurring or added sugars. So some general guidance on added sugars in our diet, and these recommendations are going to vary slightly based on different uh, organizations, different recommendations out there. 
However, uh, a couple of the general recommendations are going to be either 10% of total calories or another little tighter recommendation is going to be approximately 25 grams for women of added sugar per day. So someone who's consuming approximately 2000 calories a day, that's going to be a higher recommendation about 50 grams of added sugar. I'd say that'd be a little on the high end for most women, especially uh, those of you who are trying to maybe uh, lose fat, you know, being, being more aware of your intake. So I'd say between that 25 to 50 grams of added sugar per day is a good target. Of course, the lower, the better. All right. We don't need to completely eliminate added sugars, but if you can get closer to that 25 grams of added sugar or less per day, I think you're doing pretty good. So that's general recommendations. Of course, individual needs are going to vary for sure. Okay. So we need to uh, recognize how much sugar uh, that we are eating in our diet, because when we recognize how much sugar we're eating in our diet, we really just start to raise that awareness and we can start to make some changes. If we're not paying attention, it's really hard to, you know, determine what we're doing and, and what changes we need to make. So number one is increase awareness. And we need to start by paying more attention, looking at those food labels, perhaps logging your food that can be really helpful. Essentially, high sugar foods are going to be foods that we think of as uh, sugary containing foods like soda, candy, cookies, those kinds of things, energy drinks, typically processed snacks like, uh, you know, cakes. We can also find added sugars in things like breakfast cereals, granola bars, flavored yogurts. Oh, my goodness. If you look at the yogurt section in a grocery store, it can be completely overwhelming. So definitely want to make sure you're checking the, the food labels there. Different sauces or salad dressings can, you know, widely vary as well. Coffee drinks can be a huge source of added sugars in our uh, daily diet as well. Other convenience foods and different things. Uh, but you definitely want to, you know, start to pay attention, increase that awareness, check those food labels, and then look for added sugars on the food label as well as on the ingredients list. So in the ingredients list, you're going to look for things like cane sugar, brown sugar, powdered sugars, high fructose corn syrup, uh, corn syrup solids, dextrose, fructose, glucose, maltose, <laughs> few more here, sucrose, honey, maple syrup, molasses, agave nectar, fruit juice concentrate, or cane juice. These are all just different sources of added sugar. And another one I didn't list, uh, oh, I did list it with honey. So a lot of people tell me, well, I'm adding honey to my food as a sweetener. Well, that's great. That's a natural source, but it still is considered added sugar. Okay. So it still is just a, a simple sugar that's going to respond differently, um, pretty readily absorbable in your body. Okay. So number one, raise awareness, start to kind of focus in on how much am I consuming and start to set some goals. You know, maybe your added sugar intake is at 70 or 80, depending on the day, and we can start to set some goals and decreasing that, uh, backing it off just a little bit. <clears throat> okay, so instead of focusing on restriction all the time, I like to work with my clients on thinking about what can I add to my meal to make me feel more full and satisfied. And two things I really like to focus on with my clients is protein and fiber. So when we add protein and we add fiber to our meals, we are definitely going to feel more full and satisfied, not only at that meal, but for a longer period of time after that meal. 
and as well as later in the day. So when we consume adequate protein all throughout the day, we're going to feel more full and satisfied all day long and later into the evening and tend to have less cravings for these high sugary foods. Okay, so protein is so important all day long, every meal, every snack. I talk about consuming lean protein with my clients all the time. Lean sources of protein are going to be things like chicken, fish, dairy, eggs, plant-based sources, maybe such as tofu and mame, and then really just focusing in on incorporating some high quality, high fiber foods as well. So fruits and vegetables and whole grains, legumes are going to be a great option here as well. Again, taking that focus away from cutting out and restriction and focusing in on what can I add to this meal to provide satiety as well as helping me stay more full and satisfied longer throughout the day. So fiber and protein, super important. Number three would be balancing the meal with other macronutrients. So sugars are considered a carbohydrate, uh, but they're just one type of carbohydrate. So I would also emphasize different types of carbohydrates and maybe focusing on healthier options for carbohydrates, because we certainly don't need to cut out all kinds of carbohydrates from our diet that is not necessary. We can benefit from some good quality carbohydrates. In fact, our body does prefer carbohydrates as its source of fuel, especially if you are an active person. We need carbohydrates for energy, for our workouts, for our day-to-day -day activities. So focusing on quality carbohydrates, in my mind, that would be things like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, things like that. Also, balancing with fats, healthy fats, uh, mono and polyunsaturated fats, things like nuts, seeds, avocado, olive oil are good options to incorporate into your meals as well. When you balance your meals, focusing on quality foods and incorporating more of that balance, again, you're just going to feel more full and satisfied. You're focusing less on what you can't have and focusing on how can I best fuel my body and feel my best after this meal. Uh, number four, I would really emphasize taking a hard look at your sleep and your stress. I've kind of combined these two, even though they're very separate things, but they can go hand in hand. So when we lack sleep, we feel tired, obviously, the next day. So when we feel tired, we tend to gravitate towards what's going to provide us with a quick boost of energy. And often it is some of these high sugar foods, right? We want to grab maybe the donut or the soda that's going to give us a quick boost of sugar and maybe caffeine as well. So getting enough and getting quality sleep can really help prevent sugar cravings. So focus on sleep, prioritize it and do the best that you can to prioritize your sleep and getting a good quality sleep. One thing I'll add in here is alcohol. For my women over the age of 40, alcohol can, well, for all people, alcohol can disrupt the sleep cycle. So even a glass or two of wine is going to have a negative impact on your sleep at night, making you have a less restful sleep, making you feel more tired the next day, making you turn to more carbohydrates for quick fuel and energy, more sugar the next day. Okay, so it's a cycle. The vicious cycle. So, you know, not saying that you can never have alcohol, but 
think about your alcohol intake and think about if you need that glass or two of wine, especially during the week, and think about how you can minimize your intake to prioritize your good quality sleep. So getting better sleep during the week or all, uh, all nights actually is going to be beneficial to help lower your sugar cravings. Uh, stress. Okay. So we know often when we're feeling stressed, we may just want to turn to something that is immediately going to make us feel better, right? We know that those high sugar foods sometimes can give us that quick dopamine hit. And we may initially get that little boost and feel a little bit better. But typically within 30 to 45 minutes, we're starting to crash again, it's gone. So how can we, number one, minimize our stress? Uh, So, you know, saying no, limiting, you know, added things on our schedule as best we can, We, we know we can't completely eliminate our stress, but how do we minimize it? And then how do we manage it? You know, so turning to things such as exercise, music, meditation, deep breathing, talking with a friend, all these techniques that we know are helpful for us in managing our stress. How can we utilize those instead of turning to food as our stress relief? Because we know in the end of the day, food is not going to be helpful in our long-term efforts, right? As far as our stress management. So focus on, you know, what emotion am I feeling in this moment? And how am I going to, you know, manage that emotion? And not just how am I just going to immediately make myself feel better with this food? So there's a, there's a whole lot there. And we can kind of make this a whole nother topic, talk about emotional eating. Uh, but it, bottom, you know, comes down to managing your stress and having other methods and techniques in place. I think exercise is one of the best methods to manage your stress. If you're somebody who exercises regularly, typically you've got a good, you know, a good, at least baseline to your stress management. You know, a lot of my women tell me they, they just feel better after a workout, they can manage their stress better, they can let their work stress go, their family stress go, they just feel a lot better when they exercise regularly. So for me, that is one of the, the best methods that you can do for stress management. Uh, but other things like we talked about, you know, listening to music, doing some deep breathing, talking to a friend, uh, whatever you need to do to kind of help yourself get through that moment. <clears throat> so sleep and stress, hugely important when you can, you know, improve both of those, you definitely will feel less, uh, less cravings for your sugar. Um, finally, number five, I think is important to talk about, you know, we're not, we're not trying to say you can never have these high sugar foods. We're talking about, you know, being mindful and intentional with your food choices, because it's not realistic to say I'm never going to eat another cupcake, or I'm never going to have, you know, an indulgent coffee drink again, like these are things that we enjoy, and that we should be able to enjoy from time to time. These are indulgent foods, they can be treats, we can you know, it's okay to indulge from time to time. But we can't indulge (laughs) every day or multiple times a day, because it's not going to set us up for for being healthy or set us up for success in working towards our fat loss goals. So if we kind of take a step back and look at it from a standpoint of, I'm going to be intentional with my choice around this. And maybe you work in an environment where there's always cookies in the break room or somebody's bringing donuts three times a week into your break room and you walk in and you see the donut and it's just habit. 
the donut is there and I'm going to grab it. Maybe you start to take a step back and think, I am going to really decide if today is the day that I want to eat the donut. And it's okay to say no. And it's okay to say no more often than this. <laughs> and if you do, you're going to find you're probably going to be more successful in working towards your goals. So intentionally making that choice, not today. I don't need the donut today. I don't need the cookie today. I'm going to say no. And it gets easier. It gets easier with time because when you're intentional with that choice and you recognize what saying no to some of those foods, how empowering that can be and how that can help set you up for success with your goals. And then the day that comes that you just want the donut, <laughs> you can eat it and you have room for it and you can enjoy it and you can savor it and you don't have to feel guilty about it. So you slowly eat it, you enjoy it, you savor it, you feel it, you taste it, you enjoy it, absolutely. And you be done with it and you move on about your day and there's nothing to feel guilty about. It was an intentional choice. Yes, I wanted it today and I'm going to enjoy it and move on. And then the next day comes and you decide I don't want it today. It is not worth it to me today. Some days it is and some days it is not. And that is how we that is how we go about our day and we make progress. Um, we are intentional and we are mindful with our choices. And most days we say no these indulgent foods and some days we say yes and that is okay so move on uh with without the guilt absolutely you know i always say there's enough things in our lives that we have to feel guilty about okay so food is not one of them food should never be one of them and we just need to let the guilt go around food and be done with it all right focus on the next day focus on the very next meal getting back on track if you you know kind of feel like you've messed up or you have, you know, indulged too far, maybe you feel miserable because you just went a little too heavy on whatever it was you were indulging on. We've all been there. Okay. Uh, you're going to feel it for a bit, but you don't need to feel guilty about it on top of it. All right. Just let it go and focus on the next meal. I always like to say progress, not perfection. All right. And that is how we should focus on our goals moving forward. So um, as a review, you know, five things that we need to focus in on in order to help us keep our sugar cravings minimized. Number one is be aware, recognize where this added sugar is coming from in your diet, be aware of it so you can start to make some of those changes. Number two, really focus and emphasize on what can I add to my meals and to my snacks throughout my day. So I'm feeling more full and satisfied. Number three is how do I best balance my carbohydrates, my protein, and my fat so I can really feel like I am consuming an adequate balance in my meals and in my snacks throughout my day. Number four, take a hard look at my stress and my sleep and how can I really try to emphasize the quality of my sleep and minimize my stress and management as best I can. And finally, be mindful and intentional with your intake, you know, determine when is it worth it to me? When is it not? And always, always lose the guilt related to food. So that is what I've got for all of you today related to managing your shiver cravings. I hope that you found that to be helpful. I always like to end each podcast with a quote to inspire you moving forward. And today's quote is this, don't. Fear failure. Fear 
being in the exact same place next year as you are today. Again, that is don't fear failure, fear being in the exact same place next year as you are today. So again, this is Casey Young. I'm a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer. You can find me on my socials on Instagram and TikTok, as well as YouTube at fit.nutritionist. You can also find me on my website, inspirehw.com. I offer virtual nutrition coaching, as well as a virtual fitness program. I'd love to have you join us. I serve women over the age of 40 who are looking to lose fat, get fit, and gain confidence. Thank you for being here today. Please continue to follow the podcast and support it with your ratings and your follows. I appreciate you. I hope you have the best day of your life and I will see you back here next time.